Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Glory be to God. John chapter 13. John chapter 13. Praise God. John 13, verse 1 to 17. If you're there, say yes, I'm there. If you're not there, say wait for me. John 13, verse 1 to 17. Glory to God. It was before just, it was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. Let's skip over to verse, verse 16. Verse 16, because of time, verse 16. I tell you the truth, no servant, can we read together, are you ready? One, two, ready, read. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Verse 17. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Next verse. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the scripture. He who shares my bread, lifted up, is healed against me. Praise God. Okay, let me, let me go over to the next portion of scriptures. Praise God. Matthew 20, 21 to 28. Matthew 20, 21 to 28. Glory to God. He says, what is it you want? He asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Next verse. Jesus answered, says, you don't know what you are asking. Jesus said to them, can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. Next verse. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. They were hungry. Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your what? Oh, I can't hear you. Must be your what? Must be your servants. 28 says, 27 says, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. That's what he hates. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Praise God. Lord, we ask that you bless your word this morning. Let the entrance of your word give light and give understanding to our hearts in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, and just says a loud amen. amen. And just says a louder amen. amen. Glory to God. 
All right, so we'll continue today our contemplation on the subject of leadership. Amen. On the spirit of leadership. And you know, one of the things I've come to understand about, about life, you know, about human beings, is the fact that people don't want to grow. You know, if you meet somebody and you say that, you know what, I'm going to maybe help you, maybe start a business or teach you how to lead. They say things like, oh, no, I, I don't want that. Can you, can you give me? How many of you have seen people that they are just okay with collecting, with taking? Praise God. But we need to learn the things that really matter to our lives and to our destiny. Praise God. And that's why this teaching is so important this morning. Praise God. All right. Jesus is the greatest leader of all time. Jesus is the greatest leader of all time. And essentially, there are three parameters that validate the fact that Jesus is the greatest leader of all time. The first one is the depth of his impact. The first one is the depth of his impact. Jesus was leading about 12 people, all right? And then the 12 people right now, the impact is still in place, all right? So we can see that Jesus is the greatest leader of all time by the depth of his impact. The second one is the breadth of his influence. Jesus is influential. Praise God. He does not trend. He's the same yesterday, today, and for us. Somebody say amen to that. The breadth of his influence. Number three is the longevity of his impact. The depth of his impact, the breadth of his influence, and the longevity of his impact. So the question is, what is leadership? Leadership is the ability to influence or inspire a group of people to achieve a common goal. So everyone is a leader because everyone, whether they like it or not, they are influencing one way or the other. Please tell anybody you are an influencer. Oh, say them like you say, you are an influencer. So you're, you're not just you, all right? You're not just living your life. You are an influencer. Praise God. So please ask your neighbor, who signed you? Jesus signed you. You are an influencer. Praise God. Glory to God. So everyone is a leader because everyone has influence. So if truly leadership is influence, it means that you and I are influencing one way or the other, whether we know it or not. And there are basically two elements of leadership. The first element is self-leadership. Self-leadership. Self-leadership is the ability to influence or inspire oneself to achieve a goal. So, whether you like it or not, you have an influence on yourself. You have the capacity to inspire yourself. Glory to God. 
The next one is group leadership. And group leadership is the ability to influence a team or a group of people to achieve a set goal. So we have self-leadership and we have group leadership. Now, the most important thing, you know, out of this, or the most important one out of these two elements is self-leadership. Self-leadership is so important because it will determine how you will lead a group. Your effectiveness or your functionality as a group leader or a team leader, all right, is dependent on how you are able to lead yourself. Don't forget I said this. Everyone is influencing. Everyone is leading. As a matter of fact, you have influence over your family. If you are a husband, you have influence over your children. You have influence over your wife. You have influence over your husband. Glory to God. Say glory to God. If you have siblings, you have influence over your siblings. That is why sometimes you, see, you hear things like, let us go to shop rides. So they were not planning to go to shop rides, but you influence them to go to shop rides. Glory to God. So everyone has influence. The reality is that the way you are is the way you lead. The way you are is the way you lead. Your group leadership is born out of the way you lead yourself. So self-leadership precedes group leadership. You cannot lead a group or team well if you have not led yourself well. As a matter of fact, let me, let me shock you. Where you are today is a function of how well you have led yourself. If you find yourself in a place where, you know, in a place of maybe lack, in a place of regret, it's because you led yourself to that point. Because you are the one who assumed the driver's seat of your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? So where you are today is a reflection of your personal or your self-leadership. Praise God. A lot of people are failing in group leadership today because they probably are failing in self-leadership. Where you are today is a reflection of how you have led yourself, whether you believe it or not. Where I am today is a reflection of how I have led myself. I'm a product of my self-leadership. Come on and say amen to that. Then I will say, neighbor, you are a product of your self-leadership. But the good thing is that you don't have to be where you are. You can lead yourself even better. You can lead yourself even to a greater place. Glory to God. The starting point of self-leadership is self-discovery and self-awareness. And self-discovery is having a deep understanding of yourself with respect to five things. Number one is your purpose, your potentials, your personality, your passion, and your power. So your purpose, why are you here? Why are you here? 
what on earth are you doing on the face of the earth? There's a purpose to every life, to every activity under the sun. There's a purpose. There's a reason why you are here on this, on this planet. Number two, I'm just trying to gloss over this. I'm going to get to the crux of the matter very soon. Number two is your potentials. What can you do? So these are things that impact on your personal leadership. Because you have to be self-aware. You have to discover yourself. What can you do? And these are questions that we have to ask ourselves. Because you cannot begin to think about leading a group if these questions have not been answered. Praise God. What can you do? What do you have capacity to do? Number three, your personality. Your personality. What is your unique wiring? What is your temperament? We have the sanguine, the melancholy, the choleric, the phlegmatic. What is your wiring? Your unique wiring. You are different. Glory to God. Anybody taller than you is too tall. Anyone who is bigger than you is too big. Praise God. So there, there is a reason why you are where you are. There's a reason why you have the complexion that you have. There's a reason why you are dark like me. There's a reason why you're fair in complexion. There's a reason why you're not so big. There's a reason why you are slim. You are perfect for your purpose. Somebody say amen to that. There's a reason why you know you have long hair. There's a reason for God was was so you you are perfectly crafted by God. Since you are fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are your works and this you, you need to understand that you are different from me. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? There's a reason why you are not so tall. The reason why you are 6.2, 5.8, glory to God. Your passion, what are the things that trigger you? What is your passion? Glory to God. Sorry. So there are things that you see that triggers you. There are people that, you know, they have... Don't, don't worry, don't, I, I'm good. Thank you. There are people that, they just have this trigger in them. Some people just have a thing for, you know, people being bullied. What's your passion? There are people who have passion to feed people. There are people who have passion to give. Who have passion to be a blessing. So these are things that help you to understand yourself. The last one is your power. What is your power? Your ability to make choices and decisions. And let me skip over to the four pillars of self-leadership. The first one is vision. The ability to see things not as they are, but as they can be. 
One of the hallmark of great leaders is that they know how to discover talents. They know how to grow talents. They see the best in people. Can you imagine? Jesus changed the name of Peter. It used to be Simon. And what does Simon mean? Simon means a reed shaken by the wind. So a Simon means he is a, is a person of an unstable character. And the Bible says, in Genesis 49, 4, unstable as water, you will not excel. So if you see any man who is unstable, that person will not excel in life. So Jesus said, you will no longer be called Simon, a reed shaken by the wind, an unstable character. You'll be called Peter, a rock. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So, Peter had his identity changed. And that is the work of leadership. That is the work of self-leadership. To be able to, see, let me tell you, you have no influence or impact or you have no say about how you were born. But you have a say about how you turn out. I hear what I'm saying today. You know, there are people who always are giving excuses. Oh, I didn't go to school. Oh, I didn't have a degree. Oh, I went to Osu. Oh, the reason why this is happening is because, oh, they keep giving excuses. But you have to understand that if you have vision, you don't see things as they are. You see things as they can be. Number two, pillar of self-leadership. What price are you willing to pay to achieve your goal? What price are you willing to pay to achieve your goal? There are people who just believe that, you know, things will happen. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. But whatever will be, will not be. You have to make it be. Somebody say amen to that. So discipline. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Not I feel like blessing the Lord. I will. It's a decision. It's a discipline. Praise God. The next one is passion. Passion. The fuel generated from the soul to achieve a vision. In John chapter 4, Jesus met the woman at the well of Samaria. You know the story about how, you know, he met the woman, give me water to drink. And she says, oh, you know, why are you asking me for water? You are a Jew and all of those things. And the Bible says before his disciples left him, he was hungry. By the time they came back, because they went into Samaria to get food for him. By the time they came back, they were surprised that he was engaging. He had the strength to even talk, to engage. And he says in John 4, 24, I believe, he says, my meat is to do the will of the Father. So I'm excited, I'm energized when I do my Father's work. Somebody say amen to that. Glory to God. So you have your passion. The next one is your purpose. I spoke about that earlier. Why are you here? Why do you do what you do? Praise God. What is group leadership? Group leadership is the ability to influence a group of people or a team to achieve a common goal. 
and let me, I'm going to spend a lot of time here. One of the most powerful definitions of leadership is that leadership is influence. If you understand this, okay, you are probably going to rise fast in leadership. Whether you are in the secular or you are in church, wherever you find yourself, you rise fast. If you understand that leadership is influence. Leadership, I mean, you know, I read the material and, you know, John C. Maxwell was saying that the lowest level of leadership is positional leadership. The lowest level of leadership is positional leadership. Where you say things like, oh, I'm the leader here. If you look into a family and a man starts saying that I'm the husband in this house, you know that that man has lost his place. Or I'm the boss here. You have to understand that leadership is influence. And you have the capacity to influence people. Glory to God. What did Jesus do here on earth? What did he do? He influenced his disciples to become like him. Glory to God. The glory to God. What is influence? Influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone without direct or apparent effort. So you are influencing, you are inspiring someone without direct or apparent efforts. Do you know that parenting is influencing? Do you know that? If you have children, what you're doing is that you're leading them. If you lead a small team, you're leading them. If you have some group of friends, that is the reason some people will say that, let's go to church. Because you have influence over them. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, people have influence at different level. So, the question is, what have you done with your influence? Glory to God. So, you understand that you have, you know, there are people who say things like, oh, I'm not a leader. Uh, I don't know how to lead. Every, whether you like it or not, you are leading. How many of you have seen people, I mean, you see different things on social media. You see people call themselves relationship coach. And then they are not married. That's even fine. Okay? And then they start saying things. And you are wondering, whether you like it or not, they are influencing some of you. They say things like, you're wondering... Where did we just see now? So everyone is influencing whether they like it or not. Do you know that Adolf Hitler is a great leader? Do you know that? Do you know Adolf Hitler is a great leader? Do you know that? Do you know that Osama Bin Laden is a great leader? Do you know that? Even though they, are, they, they have negative influence. But they are great leaders. Some of us need to study how Adolf... How, 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 what, what did you tell someone? That, you know what? You want to go and die. And then they are, doing, they are dying that die. <laughs> With joy. And excitement. And grace, with grace, doing it with joy, so much excitement. 
How many of you have ever thought about Satan in heaven? He had influence. And because of that influence, he splitted the angels in heaven. So it's not today that there's politics. Politics have been. Amen? I said amen. So the question is, what are you going to do with your influence? Or what have you done with your influence? Is your influence making negative impact on people or positive impact? You know, there are people saying things like, oh, if that is how this person is, I, can't, I, will, I will never go to church. That is a negative influence. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Anyone who can influence you is already leading you, whether with your permission or not. And let me, let me begin to, you know, go a bit deeper. One of the things you need to understand about leadership is that leadership does not just help you influence or change people. Leadership also changes you. Leadership also changes you as a person. You cannot claim that you want to be a great leader and then you're not changing. You're not evolving. Leadership has to change you. Glory to God. I mean, how many of you here, you've led people and you felt like, is that you kill me? <laughs> or I kill you? How many of you have, you've let people and you, you felt like giving up? Talk to me. How many of you have led people and you felt like if you had your way, yeah? You are now acting holy now. Like everybody has done well. How many of you, you've done something to your leader and you know that, ah, this is I've done. Not just in church, even outside of church. You know that this thing deserves. <laughs> Please be sincere with yourself. Praise God. I said, Praise God. Now, let me say this. If, you know, there, there are people that, that are always, you know, excited to lead. They're always happy to lead. They want to lead. If you are excited to lead, it probably means that you don't understand what leadership is. Because if you understand what leadership is, you would not, if they say, come and lead, you say, ah, please, I don't want. Because you understand that, see, how many of you have been in a place where, as a leader, where you've not eaten? Then somebody comes to your house to visit you. And as a leader, you have to give them your food. And then they go, and then you laugh, and you play, and you are, you know, excited, you know. And then they go, you don't even have an idea of where your next meal will come from. That's leadership. I know some of you, in your mind, say leadership will show you. That is leadership. You are thinking, no, 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 that's not leadership. No, no, that, that's, that's lack of wisdom. But you have to understand that leadership has a price. 
it has a price glory to God say glory to God say glory to God all right let's go into what I have to share today actually praise God so all those ones were just you know by the way so we saw our text in the book of John John chapter 13 glory to God thank you Jesus hallelujah John chapter 13 from verse we're going to read from verse oh glory to God from verse 1 John 13 before the Passover celebration Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave his, this world and return to his father he now showed the disciples the full extent of his love it was time for supper and the devil had already enticed Judas son of Simon Iscariot to carry out his plan to betray Jesus Jesus knew that the father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God so he got up from the from the table took off his robe wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin then he began to wash the disciples feet and to wipe them with the towel he had around him when he came to Simon Peter Peter said to him Lord why are you going to wash my feet Jesus replied you don't understand now why I'm doing it someday you will how many of us when you were growing up you thought your parents were wicked talk to me until you now grew up you now you now start thanking them for those years anybody like that here Ah, if my mom slaps you, you will not be the same again. In fact, she, she has a trademark backhand. Backhand. If she gives you that backhand, <laughs> you will see visions. Oh, glory to God. Jesus replied, you don't understand now why I'm doing it. Someday you will. No, Peter protested. You will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, but if I don't wash you, you won't belong to me. Sharp guy. Simon Peter esteemed. Then wash my hands and head as well. Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a, a person who has all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you are clean but that isn't true of everyone here. Now watch this. This is so powerful. For Jesus knew who would betray him. This is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. So Jesus knew that part of the people that was washing their feet, one of them would betray him. And he still went ahead to wash their feet. If he was you, what, what would you do? <laughs> you said, just take your stupid leg away from here. 
So leadership speaks of sacrifice. One of the nature of a leader is your ability to walk in love. If you're not ready to be offended, don't be a leader. Because as a leader, people will offend you. Whether knowingly or unknowingly. Your children will offend you. In fact, the word is not offended, the word is hurt. How do you explain someone who you died for? And then that person betrayed you. You knew that you would die for this person. <laughs> and that person betrayed you. How do you feel when you give your children biscuits? And you say, take biscuits. And then you say, can you cut half for me? I say, mm, mm. How do you feel? I'm sure you are looking at it and you are wondering. <laughs> you, have, you have to be joking. So leadership is sacrifice. And we need more leaders. We need more servant leaders. We need more people who can walk in love. And that's what is lacking in the church. And even in the corporate place. There are people who the moment... I mean, how do you explain? You knew that someone was stealing your money and you did not take him out as the head of accounts. Jesus knew that Judas was taking money from the post. But guess what? He kept him there. <laughs> you know why? Because leadership understands the mission, the goal. The goal is for him to be changed. It's for him to be transformed into a... I mean, you look at Peter, for example. Peter, who betrayed you three times, you now carry the old church that you died for and you made him the head of the church. So if you're going to be a great leader, you have to... And let me, let me just stop and say this here, that... One of the re, one of the one of the what's the word one of the one of the ways you know that you have grown is your ability to handle hurts. I mean, we're watching this morning how that you know people were. I mean, the man was saying that you can't just give everyone the peace of your mind all the time. If you find yourself doing that, what it means is that you have not grown. You have not matured. And leadership is about growth. We had a discussion in church some time ago. And somebody says, oh, you know, anytime I'm, anytime I'm hungry. Imagine that you have a husband and says that anytime he's hungry, he slaps his wife. Even if the wife is the one doing the wrong thing. Does that, can you marry a man like that? Because we have to learn to walk in love. And that's what leadership is all about. That's what servant leadership is all about. Washing the feet of people who you know that this one 
eventually is going to betray you. And that is the reason why sometimes, you know, you do things for people without looking back. You do things for people without expecting what they will give you in return. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Are you in church this morning? You do things for people without expecting. How many of you, you you've, you've literally helped people and then they turn their back against you to hurt you? Like you can tell that their success story is not complete without you. And then they turn back and hurt you. How do you handle that as a leader? Glory to God. Say glory to God. Then we say, neighbor, it's time to walk in love. That's what servant leaders do. I remember many years ago, you know, Many years ago, that should be about about eight years ago, I was on a job. It was in the church. And then somebody lied on me and said, I did something I did not do. You know, and I had the rare opportunity to revenge. But guess what? I did not take it because you have to understand that vengeance is is the Lord's. But some people, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. They will revenge. And if you're always looking out for a way to revenge, it means that you are not growing. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Servant leaders lead by setting good examples for their followers. John 13, 15. John 13, 15. John 13, 15. Servant leaders lead by setting good examples for their followers. John 13, 15. Oh, glory to God. John 13, 15. Can I have John 13, 15? It says, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. One of the ways that you know you are a great leader is, is if you can say to those you are leading that as I'm, I'm doing to you, do the same. I remember Pastor Balaji Dowu, you know, did a, I think he did a skit with, how many of you saw the skit? Did a skit with, what's this guy's name? Macaroni. And then he was praying for, you know, uh, Daddy Wa and, say, and said to him that, how did he even pray the prayer again? The Lord will give you, will give your daughter a man like you. So, so, so if God gives, I can pray that prayer. That the Lord, in fact, is a, it should be my daughter's prayer point. That Lord, give me a man like my daddy. Because that is full ground. 
that is full ground. All aspects. That is full ground. Glory to God. Ask your neighbor. Can you pray such prayer? Can you pray such prayer? The Lord, give me a wife like... Can you pray that kind of prayer? I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. What if I pray for you today that everything you have done to your leader, the Lord will do the same thing for you? <laughs> because it's a type of reflection that everything you have done to your leaders in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord will do the same for you in the name of Jesus. You know the amen is weak. Now, understand something. If you work in a corporate place, all right, they, may God give you the kind of employee that you were, where you were before. If you start your business and you, are, you were working in a place, okay, and you leave that place to start your own company, the kind of employee that you were May you attract such employees in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> if I can have employees that were like me when I was working, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So you have to understand the dynamics of leadership. To understand that as a leader, you have to know that you are setting examples. Jesus said, follow me as I follow Christ. The way you run somebody else's business, I pray for you. That's where, that's where they will run your own business in Jesus' name. Because sometimes, these are things that we don't talk about in church. And then we are all praying and all praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless my business. Oh, Lord, I want to get promotion at work. And you don't understand the basic things, the basic requirements of life. Glory to God. By God's grace, we run a company. By God's grace, we run a company. And then we've had several interviews of up to up to 30 interviews we've done 30, about 30 interviews and thankfully you know my CEO is in church he's a member of the church you won't believe that we had an interview one day he can bear witness real life we, somebody came for, that, for an interview and we asked ah, what are your strengths no what are your weaknesses right he said my weaknesses is that I don't like people talking to me anyhow. Am I lying, sir? And we asked, sir, I'm talking about maybe three weeks ago, two weeks ago, real life, real experience. Then we asked, sir, what are your strengths? Say, I can't remember. I'm, God is my witness. So, so, so at first, I was in the interview room 
I didn't, I, didn't, I don't say anything in those rooms. I just keep quiet. So when I heard that, I'm like, eh. So I, I, I said, so you mean you came from your house to come and waste our time? So, so she now said, let me go home and think about what my strengths are. In the matter of two or three, let everyone be established, right? I have a witness. So I said, so you want to go home and think about your strengths and now come back to us. Sorry? So if she doesn't know the middle of the question, that's my problem. Because you don't even know your strengths. But you could easily tell your weakness that I don't like when people shout at me. Is that even a weakness? You, you, don't, you, can't even, you don't even know your weakness. But the question is, such person will go to church and be attending online prayer platforms and be saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, open heavens, open heavens. If the heavens open on her, is to kill her. It will collapse on her. Because sometimes when we are talking about things like this in church, people feel like, oh, this is this. Jesus was vast. Jesus spoke about the Bible of talent. He spoke about money. He understood agriculture. Spoke about the Bible of the vineyard. Spoke about the Bible of the lost sheep. He understood everything. But when, if we had said that today is 11th hour miracle, this place would be packed. Because we do not appreciate the value of information in our Christian work. And that's the reason why we have a lot of Christians who cannot think. Who cannot engage in critical thinking. Now, I am so certain that this lady was a believer or is a believer. There was one that went for an interview. They asked her, what are your strengths? She said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Yes, real life. It was Pastor Banwe that was saying that to us many years ago. You'll be shocked at what people say out there. And they want to do well. They want to thrive. They want to have a great business. Some of you are better off in your 9 to 5 work. You have no business running business. Because <laughs> some people think that running a business is an escape route. So I, I, so I can be on my own. You, you will soon realize that you are actually on your own. You want to be on your own. Yes, you will be on your own. And then people begin to pray all kinds of prayer. People do not understand the concept of critical thinking. All we want to do is to pray. And is, is anything wrong with prayer? No. But the question is, are you even prepared for the marketplace? Do you even understand how it is in the marketplace? 
do you know what it takes to even take over a city what kind of example are you glory to God say glory to God <laughs> I have seen things though I've seen things I've seen things some of you the way you dress for the interview is a proof that you will not get the job why would you wear a rope and call it a tie if you want to wear tie wear tie it's so sad that a lot of believers all they want to do I mean of course you lead a team at work lead a team at work I'm sure you see things and hear things and hear excuses I remember like two years ago I asked someone why you know they did not maybe maybe send an email or something and the excuse was that they did not have light in their house And then, you know, believers, tongue talking. Two years ago. And then if they get sacked, they will say that it is who? Guess who? Village people. What is the weirdest thing you heard? And I'm sure you lead the team, right? What is the weirdest thing you heard that people have told you? Excuses. Um, I don't have data. I don't have data. That sounds so. So when people say that to you, they you say, "Oh, so you don't have data? Oh, sorry." What 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 network do you use? Stone that I don't even know what to say. I, it, it takes infantry to say you don't have data. Are you not being paid salary? Are you not giving data allowance? So, so you don't have data. So I didn't come to work. See, I don't have fear. I didn't come to work. These are things that people hear. That people say, please, what is the weirdest thing you've heard? Um, system crashed. My system crashed. And next minute you send an email. And next minute you send an email. Or I slept off. The most annoying excuse I've ever heard in my life is I slept off. I was tired. Can you be tired? Yes. <laughs> Please, what, what, what is the weirdest excuse you heard? Why is your shirt trumpet? We don't have light. Why is your shirt trumpet? We don't have... We don't have light. Or what is the weirdest excuse that you have given yourself? <laughs> I'd like to hear from you now. Okay, I I don't have working relationship with I can't talk to my leader because I don't like her. Or I can't work with somebody because I don't like the way the person looks. Are you hearing? Now the people who give this excuse now why are we doing this? Because we want to raise change agents. 
And we cannot raise change agents alone by talking in tongues. See, if you go on leave where you work and your absence is not felt, you should start planning to resign. Because you are irrelevant. In other words, in other words, in other words, you are useless. I remember there was one time that we're having like a like a business business um, talk. So I said, somebody, you know, go and print, um, you know, something. Print something and bring it. That, this should be like maybe about a year ago. Go and print something and bring it. And the person said that I've gone to Ogba. I couldn't get A4 paper. Like I've been to, like example is Ogba, because it happened on the Highland. So I've, I've been to the entire Aja, for example. I couldn't find A4 paper. That is a failure in the making. Are you, are you, are you here? What example are you setting? Because when it comes to, when it, you know, it, it really saddens my heart. Now, am I against prayer platforms? No, I'm not. People join in the morning and pray. But what I would tell you from my heart is that most of the people joining those prayer platforms don't have a personal connection with God. I can tell you that. I can tell you that for free. Do you need to join a prayer platform for God to hear your prayers? Can I get an answer? No, you don't. Do you need to go to redemption camp before God speaks to you? Is whatever you're not anointed, He is. And that leads to the next thing. Servant leadership, they break cultural barriers. Servant leaders break cultural barriers. Said the leader of the Gentiles, they lord it over them. But among you, it will not be so. So before this time, okay, Jesus, it was not, you know, in vogue that a master will be washing the feet of those he's leading. It doesn't happen. But Jesus understood that for you to be a servant leader, you have to break cultural barriers. You have to do things differently. You have to dare to be different. You have to dare to stand out. You have to dare to be unique and exceptional. Glory to God. Tell the person, you are not ordinary. You are not ordinary. You are not ordinary. So as this year comes to an end, you need to realize that you have to break cultural barriers. You cannot just keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Something just has to give. Glory to God. Servant leaders break cultural barriers. There are people that, you know, I mean, let me give you an example. 
How many of you, now it's, it's really sad because in Africa, you know, it says that the leader of the Gentiles lord it over them, right? Do you know that as a leader in this part of the world, if you are not bullish, you are not respected? And I will explain what I mean to you. People like it when things are difficult. If a pastor is coming into a hall, for example, and the people are clearing the road, clearing the road, clearing the road, say, ah, the man of God has come. Ah, man of God has come. Oh, yeah, clear the road, clear the road. People like it when they push them, they push them, they fall down, they stand up again, but ah, my fault, command of God, he said, I will touch him, the name of his garment. But when, when a man of God comes, he says, oh, hello, God bless you. He says, ah, this one is not anointed. Ah, no, 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 no. Yeah. How can a pastor be, a man of God be hugging you? Ah, ah, no protocol. Ah. A servant leader breaks cultural barriers. And that's the kind of mentality that we have in Africa. Things must be hard for us to believe it. If I come and say that, you are blessed in Jesus' name. People will not say amen. And if I say last year I was coming from Ijebode, <coughs> then they understand these dynamics in CAC. Some of these churches, they will give you examples. You will pray. Say, oh, you will now pray. <laughs> you know what to pray. They know that you don't want to say, you know what to pray. <laughs> Last week I was coming. As I was coming, I just saw somebody fell from the bike. As he fell from the bike, a trailer just crushed his head. You will now pray. Say, ah, yay. You, you not feel like you are ready to pray now. That is the way we are wired. It must be hard. It must be hard. And that is the reason why I always say that, I always make just of ladies, that it must be the one that is beating them that they, that they will love. The one that is beating them, that is not treating them well, is that one they will love. The one that is saying, oh, they will not love that one. Is that one that they will, it will call them They'll be looking at this call like this. Be looking at this call like this. <laughs> it's the one that they'll be calling you say, hey, he has not picked. That is the one they will love. That is the one they will be chasing after. Because it must be, must be hard. Servant leaders break cultural barriers. Servant leaders are great followers. One of the hallmark of servant leaders is that they are great followers. It is practically impossible for you to be a great leader or to emerge as a great leader without being a great follower. Because it is why you are following that you learn the discipline. Jesus told Peter, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, you are not a part of me. 
if you don't allow me to wash your feet, you are not a... The people that emerge, the greatest leaders, are people who are serving. Two years ago, I think it was 2021, I was, I, I were going to Dubai. And then, you know, I just looked at what to watch in the airplane. And I decided to watch the documentary of Barack Obama. And then I realized that Barack Obama had been around power since he was in law school. He has been leading. And that is the reason it does not make sense for people to come out and say that they want to be governor of a state. And they've not been in any political party. They've not served in any. I mean, I'm sure you see this. You see some pictures of our, you know, current president of how he was helping MK Abiola to campaign many years ago. I never saw that. Because for you to be a great leader, you have to be a great follower. For you to emerge, the pastor who pastored the greatest churches today came out of another ministry. Most of them. Look at a bishop who still submits to a Baba Deboye. A bishop who still submits to someone. A leader, a great leader, knows how to be a good follower. For example, I have pastors that I talk to that I will never do anything major in my life without talking to them, first of all. So you have to understand the dynamics of leadership. You have to understand, you know, that for you, Jesus told Peter straight up, if I don't wash you, you can't be a part of me. There are people who they just all they just want to do is to just lead, be in the front. When it's time to pay attention, they don't want to pay attention. They don't want to learn. That is why I have a problem with people who don't take instructions. Some of you here, you probably have gone further in your career. If or let me tell you something. Let me tell you if you work. Listen to this very well. If you work in the corporate space, your line manager is your mini God. Now, what we say in church, now listen to, the, listen to what I'm saying to, to you. What we say in church is that God, <laughs> you're going to pray that God will bypass protocol. <laughs> you are going to pray that God is going to now can God do that yes he can that's why the Bible says the children of this world they are in their way wiser than the children of God because you have to understand if you work in the secular you work in a corporate space you have to understand that in every organization there is politics and if you want to rise in that space, 
if you want to rise in that space you must understand how to play by the rules because there are rules that are not written but that is the way it, it flows glory to God say glory to God there are some people here who are keeping malice with their line manager you will not go anywhere say I don't like him he's too arrogant you better learn to manage her better learn to manage him glory to God say glory to God some of you, your line manager does not even know you at all they don't even know you. How would they even recommend you for promotion? They don't even know you at all. You work in a company, you have never sent the owner of the company a mail in your life. You've been there for two years, three years, four years. Just saying, well done. You'll be shocked. They may not reply you, but they are seeing it. And one day, they will send for you. There's this young guy. I remember my boss. You know, I used to send something to him every month and all of that. And then he said to me, oh, ah, you know, he called my name and said, ah, I know you didn't send this thing last month. I said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. But most times I've sent in about maybe a year, I've never gotten any response. But they notice when you don't send it. Please let me ask your neighbor, what have you sent to your boss? So everybody, please send me here time. Please send. Servant leaders are great followers. I want to beg you in the name of God, don't just be a kind of believer that all you know about is prayer. 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 And then people say, like, oh, in that church, they don't pray. In that church, they don't pray. You know the funny thing? Those who say such things, they don't have a prayer life. They don't pray on their own. So they are looking for who to put the blame of their prayerlessness on. So they say, ah, they don't pray in that church. Meanwhile, there's a three days prayer and fasting. They refuse to join. They've not joined in, in one year. When they say there's a prayer service, they will not show up. But they say, ah, they don't pray in that church. Ah, no. They don't know the battles of life. They don't know that. Ah, the person is just speaking grammar, wearing fine suits. They don't know that life. Ah. <laughs> there was a neighbor. Self-leadership. You know, there are people who just always love to put the, the blame of their life. Why were you fired? Ah, it's why you don't like me. Oh. You don't like me in that office. Ah, why did ah, it's because it's, it's because it's because I'm I'm just too good. That's why they that's why I've, I've not been, I've, I've just they are scared of my potentials. Are you are you that good? You know people say all kinds of things and then they take the name of those people to pastors to pray over it. They take the name and give the name to their mother to pray over it. you are a witch. Meanwhile, just doing some things. Look at what Naomi told Boaz. Naomi told, um, what's her name? Ruth. Just go and lay by his side. And just lay by him. 
Sometimes the things that we pray about, they don't need, they don't, you don't even need to pray that much. Sometimes just application of wisdom, you'll be good. For example, somebody who is trusting God eh, for a husband and you are not smiling in church. Who should be smiling if not you? Says, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> wow. Or you're trusting us to get married. And then each time you show up, when you lift up your hands like this. <laughs> Not a sweet smelling savour. Lift up only hands. Some some substances. Add substances. Do you know that sometimes just making the right decision that's where wisdom comes into play. Sometimes just talking in a better way. We heard this morning at the ELC conference sometimes just talking the right way speaking differently changing your communication instead of saying they don't like you can you say that is there anything I need to do am I coming across in a certain way I'm praying for you in the name of just beyond the words of my mouth that God would open your eyes for you to see so you can know what to do in the name of Jesus Christ the best of this year is reserved for you in the name of Jesus Christ and I pray for you that the Lord will cause your eyes to be opened in the name of Jesus you will know what to do you will hear a voice telling you the way to walk in in the name of Jesus Christ I prophesy over everyone who have been stuck in one spot I decree in the name of Jesus let the grace of God begin to speak for you right now in the name of Jesus. Let your eyes be opened right now in the name of Jesus. I declare you will hear a voice from within you telling you the way to walk in in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over you. You will not be stranded in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened in the name of Jesus. You will know what to do. You will know what to do in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare wisdom is made available to you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshibeson podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibeson or at GraceMadeNG.